I'm Dylan Sonnepool, a pre-sales engineer at Opsgear Technologies, and we have Jakes from Palo Alto Networks as a system engineer uh, here today. And today we're going to talk about CloudGenix, SD-WAN, and SASE. So Jakes, let's start by looking at what SD-WAN is and what the market looks like today. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me here today. And um, man, it's so cool to be in this in this podcast studio. And um, yeah, if we have a look today at... Um, you know, if, if we're going to cover the topics today around SD-WAN, around CloudGenix and, and SASE, um, let's, let's start at the basics, right? Let's start where, where it all starts from, right? So data is moving beyond uh, the network perimeter, as we know, and businesses are migrating apps uh, to the cloud and increasing number of devices at their branches as well. Um, the need for greater bandwidth at the branch is crucial, I believe, and this renders kind of legacy architectures, um, like as like, pretty much like MPS, as ineffective as it backhauls all the traffic, and it typically has high costs as well associated to it as well. Um, this is why distributed enterprises are adopting software-defined wide area networks. Uh, SD-WAN as an approach that leverages commodity links such as fiber, such as uh, LTE, for example, pretty much lower costing links as opposed to your, your higher costing uh, MPLS links. Um, and again, gives us the ability to intelligently manage and control connectivity between branches and cloud instances, right? Um, but whilst SD-WAN comes uh, with a ton of benefits, it also brings challenges. Um, such of these um, are the lack of security. Again, it's great to have multiple point products, but you need to also take care and make sure there's security applied in these in these scenarios as well. Then we talk about things like unreliable performance. And again, this can also uh, lead to leveraging the congested internet as your WAN middle and adds complexity when you're building your end-to-end SD-WAN infrastructure. With Palo Alto Networks SD-WAN, we can easily deploy an end-to-end SD-WAN architecture with natively integrated world-class security and connectivity using Prisma Access as the SD-WAN hub. You can optimize the performance for your entire SD-WAN network, allowing you to minimize latency and ensure reliability, resulting in an exceptional user experience at the branch. Alternatively, you can build your own hub and interconnect infrastructure yourself using Palo Alto, Next, uh, Palo Alto Networks Next Generation Firewall. If I look at the market space uh, today, Dylan, as, as it stands, um, I mean, if we look at it from a worldwide perspective, not just a localized perspective, uh, the SD-WAN market pretty much uh, exceeds a, a billion dollars. And uh, it's, it's anticipated um, compounded annual growth uh, as pretty much over 60% between 2021 and 2026. Uh, this is increasing from the home trend, which we've seen as of last year being COVID-19. We're seeing a lot of shift in terms of work from home as well. Um, and this is kind of really driving up different enterprises kind of having to adopt um, different kind of means to kind of supply, whether it be connectivity to work from home um, and so forth. And again, we're seeing this, this growing network usage and traffic inflow. No, I agree. Um, they mentioned several challenges over the years and uh, the adoption of legacy networks. What would you say are the top challenges customers are facing today in the environment? So <clears throat> from from our perspective, things I've seen in legacy approaches to SD-WAN have relied on taking the traditional model of packet routing, as we would have known it in the 90s, and forcing it to fit the cloud-ready enterprises. While some of these solutions can appear to be simplified and the creation of VPNs over broadband connections, they've fallen short in delivering the transformation and promise of SD-WAN, introducing several challenges. Some of these challenges, for example, say packet-based, I mean, legacy SD-WAN solutions are built using layer three uh, packet-based policies, right? So just access lists uh, to and from with limited application-based networking policies 
and uh, very poor application visibility, right? Making it challenging for the network team to deliver much uh, or a better application SLAs. Um, we'll talk a little bit later about SLAs and how we kind of address that as well. Um, from a manual operation perspective, I mean, it, it really is kind of mundane and, and it's a kind of a little bit of a burden, to be very frank with you. Uh, SD-WAN solutions do not scale well and require manual interventions, which kind of leads for more overhead from an operations perspective. Uh, creating substantial administrations um, uh, and networking overheads for the ops teams, right? Uh, especially for day two operations, creating substantial uh, overhead for the guys. Um, then if we look at the bolt-on approach, uh, some companies kind of look at this and say, well, let me kind of add multiple point products to get to my end solution. And um, again, delivering essential branch services, services such as security and visibility require bolt-on products. And this kind of also kind of just makes it very kind of uh, clunky in its in its kind of uh, deployment as well, adding cost and complexity to the organization. Okay. And how does Palo Alto help customers navigate these challenges? Palo Alto Networks Cloud Genix SD-WAN solution is the industry's first next-generation SD-WAN solution that makes the secure cloud delivery uh, branch possible, delivering an ROI of up to 243%. Unlike uh, legacy SD-WAN solutions that introduce cost and complexity, Palo Alto Network's Cloud Genix SD-WAN ensures an exceptional user experience with app-defined policies and simplifies network security operations using machine learning and automation. And I do believe a user experience is quite important. I mean, no user wants to sit and have an application that's lagging on the network and wants to really kind of have to struggle from home. So you really do want, or even from a branch for that matter, you really do want a good user experience as well. So, um, pretty much talking to uh, some of the how we help customers navigate these challenges. Uh, Application-defined, Palo Alto Network's Cloud Genix SD-WAN provides deep application visibility with Layer 7 intelligence for network policy creation and traffic engineering, ensuring exceptional user experience by enabling networking teams to deliver SLAs for all our apps, including cloud and SaaS. Uh, and I mean, talking about cloud and SaaS, I mean, today, you want to make sure that you have SLAs tied to your apps like Office 365, like Salesforce, your day-to-day -day common uh, commodity apps that people use, and make sure that they have a good user experience. From an autonomous perspective, uh, our SD-WAN automates operations and problem avoidance using machine learning and data science methodologies to simplify networking operations and reducing network trouble tickets and uh, troubleshooting by 99%. This is how we derive some of our actual return on investment up to 243% with the likes of less troubleshooting, um, the ability to do zero-touch provisioning, and so forth as well. And then from a cloud-delivered branch, our SD-WAN enables branch services such as networking uh, and security to be delivered from the cloud. Again, this talks back to the zero-touch uh, provisioning and being able to have a really great ROI of up to 243%. So what you're saying is CloudGenix and SASE as a whole is the race focus of Palo Networks. Well, what is SASE? So I think it is, if we kind of break down, I mean, acronyms are acronyms and this industry's got acronyms for pretty much anything, right? So if I think about the acronym for SASE, by Gartner's definition, SASE is the Secure Access Service Edge. And um, again, some people say as in SASE, as in if you know someone's SASE, but uh, it's an emerging cybersecurity concept that Gartner described uh, in August 2019, a report of the future of network security in the cloud. And before diving into the specifics of SASE, I think it's important to understand a bit of background on the on the new term, right? So existing networking approaches and technologies simply no longer provide the levels of security and access control a digital organizations need. 
In saying this, organizations demand immediate, uninterrupted access for their users, no matter where they're located. Um, and again, with increase in remote users, and I think we've seen this in South Africa as well, and I don't think I've met a company that hasn't had an entire shift from one of their organizational their workforce back into home and you know being able to kind of adapt. And again, we're starting to see, um, you know, um, from this perspective, we're starting to see data moving back into the data center and cloud services and more traffic going to public clouds and branch offices than back to the data center, right? So the need for a new approach for network security has risen. Um, in saying this, SASE is the converged of wide area network, or WAN, and network security services such as CASB, like Cloud Application Security Brokerage, Firewall as a Service, Zero Trust Network Architecture into a single cloud-delivered service model, right? So the first part of SASE's solution includes network capabilities and organizations already use, right? So SASE integrates the following networking features into cloud-based infrastructure. So we start talking about SD-WAN, and we touched on this a little bit earlier. Then the concept of VPNs, I don't think that's pretty much uh, too foreign to anyone. Uh, we all understand what VPN services are, but by a SASE solution enabled organizations to route traffic through a VPN uh, to the SASE and then to applications in the public or private cloud. Uh, these are delivered via SAS or via the internet. And traditional VPN was pretty much used for remote access into internal data centers, but not optimized really for the cloud. Then we take a step forward and we have a look at things like zero trust network access. And again, this applies to the zero trust philosophy. And I'm sure you know what the zero trust uh, philosophy is. Never trust, always verify. And to, cloud, uh, to the cloud by requiring every user to authenticate to access the cloud, restricting access and minimizing the risk of data loss. So, However, the Zero Trust Network architecture products based are pretty much uh, defined by software-defined perimeters. And as these have been decentralized, um, it kind of lacks the content in inspection and capabilities needed for the constant protection. Moving to a cloud-based SASE infrastructure eliminates the complexity of connecting to a gateway. So typically, you know, as we did in old ways, we pretty much had to connect to a gateway sitting at a head office or a data center. Again, backhauling, those were kind of the legacy ways of doing it. Uh, now we look at users and devices and apps that are, ident uh, that are actually identified no matter where they're connecting from. And the ZTNA concept of protecting applications can be applied across all services, including data loss prevention and threat prevention. I think it's also quite quite kind of uh, key to note that making sure that you actually ingest all ports and protocols to really kind of ensure that all the applications and users are really secure as well. Um, and then I think something else to really kind of focus on is, you know, with the with the lack of and the moving away from technologies, and I mean, some companies are still using the hybrid approach of both an SD-WAN or a SASE plus an MPLS, but if you truly are going to migrate away from an MPLS kind of a, a network, I think quality of service should be kind of key and next to, next to mind for most people who kind of had our different classes of service, whether it was our bronze, gold, silver, platinums, um, and how do we do this in the cloud world? So quality of service is an important tool for organizations to prioritize critical apps and services over others, right? So a SASE solution incorporates quality of service in the cloud, allowing you to easily mark latency-sensitive applications, right? So in organizations, I see people streaming the likes of, you know, Supersport and DSTV and YouTube and Facebook and videos and music. And, you know, at the end of the day, these, these applications are consuming 4K kind of streams, which, again, eat your bandwidth and really kind of can make all of your other applications really, I suppose, suck at the end of the day. So uh, really, we want to 
to kind of make sure we have quality of service so we can actually prioritize our correct business traffic over our traffic consuming applications as well. Um, the second part of SASE, um, which pretty much incorporates the network security or the security element of it, um, in a comprehensive SASE solution, the following security services are delivered through cloud-based infrastructure. Domain name systems or DNS security um, protects the organization and users by predicting and blocking malicious domains. So within a SASE solution, DNS security features provide consistent security across the network, uh, no matter what users kind of uh, use them or which locations they're coming from. So as soon as those users will pretty much go and do their lookups, we'll go and have a look and see if that domain was a, a, a DGA or domain generated algorithm, if it was a new domain recently registered, kind of see it and kind of work out whether or not these are malicious domains to make sure we can block this as well. Then, second to that, we look at firewall as a service. Now, we're not talking about your typical layer 3 firewalling. We're talking more along the lines of your, your layer 7 and your deep packet inspection firewalling that sits in the cloud and is able to ingest all ports and protocols. So from this perspective, your SASE integrates your firewall as a service into the cloud-based platform, allowing simplified management and deployment as well. Threat prevention is crucial for protecting organizations, states, and employees, right? So with many different technologies needed to protect uh, different parts of the organization, it's typically very difficult to manage and get a holistic view of the organization's threat risk. SASE integrates all these points products and services into a cloud-based cloud platform, providing simplified management and complete visibility into all the threats and vulnerabilities throughout the network and the cloud environments. Going on a little step further, um, typically, as we would have seen in the earlier days, we would have had soft, uh, secure web gateways um, or proxies in this, in this scenario as well, which pretty much prevented employees and devices from accessing malicious websites and enforcing acceptable use policies before users can access the internet and block inappropriate content. A SASE solution has to include secure web gateway to protect users no matter their locations as well. That being said, the last two points would pretty much be talking towards DLP. DLP or data loss prevention protects sensitive data from being shared or misused by authorities, users and alerts key stakeholders when policies are violated. So DLP is useful for organizations that need to maintain compliance with regulations such as HIPAA, PCI, POPI, GDPR if you're a multinational organization. And with SASE, DLP tools are integrated into the cloud platform eliminating the need for separate DLP gateways. And in a SASE solution, DLP should be applied inline as well as data at rest. And what I mean by data at rest is data sitting in someone else's cloud or in other apps, right? So if I uploaded or updated my details, whether I was in Salesforce, Dropbox, OneDrive, or so forth, that data sits off-premise in someone else's network. So we want to make sure even the data at rest is also kind of inspected as well. And last but not least, we can't forget our CASB as well, our Cloud Access Security Broker, which this technology gives organizations visibility into where their data resides. So SaaS apps, again, enforces company policies for users to access and protect data against unauthorized access. And CASBs provide a gateway for your SaaS provider to your employees uh, through cloud-based security policies. A very good example in this scenario, Dylan, is, for example, if I was a disgruntled employee and I decided to put on my email as a forwarder to my personal email address and I wanted to share my company's financial or my, let's say, for example, restricted you know, information. In this scenario, I would be, being, a, being a malicious employee, I would be kind of making sure I force traffic off the network and CASB solutions are able to pick up and actually interrogate inspect the traffic and alert us of this as well. 
So a SASE solution really combines networking solutions and security services into a unified cloud-based platform. So as your organization grows and adds more security products in the mix, consolidating a comprehensive SASE solution to benefit from greater business agility and speed, reduced complexity, consistent security designed to stop cyber attacks. So you can tell us a bit more about the CloudGenix acquisition and what's under the hood for the future. So thanks, Dylan, for that. Well, pretty much as you know, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, and you know, Palo Alto Networks acquired CloudGenix last year, April 2020, and we've made a series of really interesting acquisitions um, with our CEO and uh, and our leadership, um, the likes of Nikesh Arora, Lee Claridge, and so forth. And I really do believe some of these acquisitions have been fantastic, and CloudGenix is the one that I get very excited about. So we've onboarded teams, and ourselves as engineers have done some extensive training, and technology is really something to get excited about, right? Uh, this has really bolstered our offering in the SD-WAN space. There are some key differentiators in the way that uh, things are done, for example. Um, with our application-defined approach, we're able to, to be able to expand our policy decision-making intelligence to include layer 7 information, right? Uh, we're not talking about the, the old way of doing things with just basic jitter packet loss and latency, for example. We go a lot further and we say, well, let's have a look at fingerprinting. Let's have a look at the transaction time. Let's look at failures, errors. Let's have a look at our mean, our mean opinion score, for example. Let's have a look at the size, the flows, codecs. And a lot of this is very important for certain services such as video, voice, and so forth, right? So... Versus legacy SD-WAN solutions that are only leveraging packet-based layer 3. They're very limited in visibility and intelligence uh, just to size, packets loss, uh, packets per second, and jitter, right? So with greater visibility and intelligence on your apps, you can create better networking and security policies for your organizations. We also have a variety of hardware devices in our iron devices. And like the iron devices that scale from 100 megs to uh, 10 gigabits, we also have the virtual flavor as well. That being said, there are some interesting developments in the Palo Alto Network side. Um, in two to three weeks from now, we'll have some uh, public releases with regards to Prisma Access 2.0. Um, and for those of you who don't know what Prisma Access is, this is a uh, software a service that Palo Alto Networks is able to uh, deliver to organizations and enterprises that you are able to have your remote networks and mobile users connecting into and egress out of to be able to get to all of your public clouds, your general internet, your data centers. Um, and I've seen a very much a, a increase and in an uptake in our local market for the SASE technology where we really kind of step our first foot forward with Prisma Access, which covers the entire SASE stack that we spoke about a little bit earlier, Dylan. Um, that being said, um, there are, as I say, there are some really kind of great in enhancements that are coming really shortly. We did a recent acquisition of another company that is actually a DEM or a digital experience monitor. So um, I'm not going to kind of steal too much of thunder from uh, some of the other guys that are going to be making the announcements to the public very shortly. Um, but there is some really kind of interesting uh, developments and product enhancements we've done within Prisma Access as well. Uh, that being said, we were also recently rated with inside the uh, Gartner Peer Insights. And unlike the Magic Quadrants and, you know, some of the other kind of uh, typical ratings and kind of leadership or kind of uh, 
leader platforms, um, content peer insights is pretty much where customers have the ability to kind of have a voice and have an opinion and be able to rate services as well. And uh, recently, uh, as of December, uh, the Gartner Peer Insights pretty much had a had released their insights for uh, for the SASE vendorship, right? And in this scenario, Palo Alto Networks came out with an overall rating of 5.0 um, with many responses. And uh, again, this is this is actually customers recommending this, right? And this is above some of our other competitors as well. And you know, based on this, uh, this kind of shows you that the industry itself is really kind of looking towards this. Um, if I look at some of the other things coming down the line as well, um, there's going to be, as I mentioned, some really great releases around Prisma Access 2.0. There's going to be a an, an announcement around uh, something to do with SD-WAN. I, I, won't, I won't spoil that either. Um, but again, and you'll probably see in the next two to three weeks, we've got a couple of really good uh, developments happening. Please keep an eye out on the uh, Palo Alto Network's Twitter account. Have a look at the LinkedIn account and all the other social platforms as well. Well, Jake, thanks for joining us today and showing how Palo Networks is helping our customers secure all the users across the network and uh, cloud space. I really appreciate your time. Fantastic, Dylan. Thank you very much for having me.